Hello and welcome to a bite-sized episode of A Sporting Discussion, your podcast that discusses sports of all sorts. Uh, recently, we had our guest host, uh, head of the WNBL, Sally Phillips, uh, at ASD Stadium talking to us. Uh, Sally was with us for the whole show, but in the middle of that show, uh, we had a fairly candid chat about some of the challenges of her role as head of the WNBL, uh, the frustrations in getting media coverage, uh, the crowded Australian sports market, and uh, we had a great chat to her. It runs for about 20 minutes, and we hope you enjoy it. You came to the position uh, head of the WNBL with a fair few challenges in front of you, no TV coverage, a need for more sponsorship, and, and all the issues that come with that. How have you found your first season at the helm? Yeah, look, it's it's yeah. I did come into that role knowing that we had those challenges ahead. So you know, there's no denying. Everyone knows what they are. We talk about them all the time. I guess when I started though, the season was literally beginning. So mm-hmm. there wasn't really a whole lot. You know, I couldn't come in and try and save the world in a couple of weeks before the season kicked off. So I guess for me, it's been spending a lot of time with our clubs, getting to know the GMs. You know, getting to know the athletes. And being able to just, yeah, get around and see games. So the thing that struck me the most is how talented our league is. So, uh, you know, we talk about that all the time that I think that's the thing that I don't want to say surprised me because I've been in the game for a very long time. But I'm literally blown away when I go to games. I think this has been one of the most outstanding seasons talent-wise that we've seen in a very long time. So... Whilst we're facing all those challenges off the court, I think the thing that stands us in such good stead moving forward is it's just a super league. And, you know, when people talk about how great games are, you know, maybe they're adding a little bit of sugar to it, but I'm genuinely not. Like, Mm. we, people that know basketball know that we've got a globally elite league. You know, we're we're Mm. ranked second or third. You know, some argue Euro League, some say us. Depends on who you speak to, but... Mm. We've got a globally elite league in a sport that's played all around the world. So yeah, with mass participation as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, and yeah, participation's huge. So I think, you know, globally it's, I think, believed ranked two and same in Australia. So participation mm. for, we're ranked number two just behind soccer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, things that are great. There's so many positives about our game and unfortunately, yeah, people seem to just want to dwell on the couple of negatives that mm. we face in the league right now. But I try not to dwell on that stuff because uh, with, yeah, with the amazing amount of talent that we've got, only good things can happen. You know, people are going to start to just take note of how strong the league is. Yeah, and like those, the, the top, those top two sports that are played around the world in Australia, they're, they're so simple. It's you just need a ball. Uh, you know, you see there's, there's courts all around the place and it's just a bunch of kids going down and just having a pick-up game. It's not of it, that's not as prevalent in, in Australia as America, but you still do see it at all the schools on weekends. It's just a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. some of them kicking a soccer ball and some of them are shooting a basketball around. It's really great. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, I, where, I, where I live, you know, I'm often out walking the dogs. And, yeah, you do, you, you do genuinely see kids are out there playing basketball. You know, I've, I walk past tennis courts on my walk and I don't really ever see anyone mm. hitting a tennis ball. Or, Usually you know, there's, there's lots of empty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, well, it's hard to get in, whereas it's easy to walk up to a local school and with your basketball and that's all you need. Mm. So, yeah, we're thrilled that things are going so well at that grassroots level. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's such a strong league. We, we just need to do a far better job of telling all the great stories that we've got. Yeah. Now, I want to just take it back to the TV coverage for a moment. And... Um, 
Andrew and I, uh, and, and you, have come up on a steady diet of ready access to your NRL, AFL, your cricket in the summer, uh, everything being on free-to-air and easy to access. And there's a, a lot of people just assume that a, a network will approach you, say, hey, we want to broadcast you, here's a bunch of money, when would you like to be on? Um, but that's not how it works, is it? Because the NBL have to pay for their coverage. The ABL, uh, if they wanted to get coverage on ESPN this year, I think it's something like upwards of $40,000 a game just to be broadcast. So I guess can you explain to us why it's not so simple as just being able to get a, get on TV? Yeah, look, you, yeah, you, you nailed it on the head. It's all about money. So uh, for us... You know, running running a competition, we're a national sporting organisation. So, you know, we're not – unfortunately, we're not a juggernaut like the AFL that makes, you know, $500 million a year. Mm. So, um, it, it literally comes down to dollars and cents. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, we've had some – and just, you know, in my five-odd months in the role, I've been involved in a lot of broadcast discussions already. And there's a huge appetite for the WNBL because, you know, broadcasters are smart. They know what a great game it is. So mm. – uh, they would all. We haven't got. We've got plenty of opportunity to get the game broadcast. There's yeah. there's partners out there that would love the game, but we have to pay for production. Mm. So, and you mentioned and that's, that's the number, where the sting is, isn't and that's it? where yeah. the sting is because you, your number that you threw out there before is pretty spot on. You'd mm. be for something you know good enough to throw out on a TV now, and especially with everyone you know wanting high def and things like that. Mm. You you know you maybe could get something done for twenty five, and that's just. You know, that's fairly low-level standard stuff. So, mm. you know, basketball, you want to throw in all your graphics and all those sorts of things. They just cost money. So, yeah, before you know it, you're looking at needing 30, 40K to, you know, produce one game of basketball a week. Yeah. So, you know, if there's – I often say if there's any corporate partners out there that want to give me a million bucks, you know, the WNBL <laughs> will be back on TV pretty quickly. Yeah. So, it's, it's quite a – yeah, it's quite simple. We just don't have the money right now, unfortunately. But, yeah – by no yeah. lack of trying and no lack of interest. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't think people quite understand just how much money you do need to mm. contribute towards production costs. Because like you say, there's, what, four games? If you only want to broadcast four games a week, you're looking at 160 grand for a week. <laughs> yeah. You've got, a what, a, an 18-round season. So you can times that by times 160 grand by 18, plus your finals and all of that. So... Yeah, you need a fairly hefty sack of cash. Well, yeah, you're looking at, like for for that sort of thing. You're looking at three mil basically, and and that's you know without even then starting to think about the amount of money that's needed in the competition to pay players mm. uh, and and to pay advertising, all advertising, marketing, adver- all of that as well. Yeah, and, and what and speaking of the the pain of the the players, there's no. Now, is there a salary cap in the WNBL? No. So, no. so currently at the moment we don't have a salary cap uh, system in place. It's since I came into my role, salary uh, being minimum, the introduction of a minimum salary for our players and also that cap system has been discussed uh, in many different meetings. So we're working really hard with our eight clubs mm-hmm. on yeah, bringing in a salary system that's going to be able to enable the clubs to you know, stay sustainable. That's, that's one of our big challenges moving forward is making sure that all our clubs are sustainable. So, yeah, those discussions are ongoing and, and we'll have some news on that in the near future. And, and the money itself, does that come from each individual 
club That's rather correct. than the league yep. like it is in you know in in cricket and, and AFL and NRL. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So the clubs are the ones that uh, pay the player salaries. Wow. Mm. So sponsorship is king. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those corporate partnerships uh, are vitally important at club land and hence the reason why, you know, broadcast then starts to become so important because all of yeah. a sudden, and, you know, I went through, I was commercial ops manager at Dandenong when the ABC deal uh, broadcast fell over mm. and that was quite painful to have to start to go to sponsors and, you know, you, you at least – you had three or four games a week at the, that each club sort of got three or four home games a week at that time and to have that in a prop was, was really appealing for sponsors and then to have to take that out mm. really mm. hurt. So, yeah, but, you know, it's chicken and the egg with broadcasts. So, you know, with, without broadcast it's hard to bring in sponsors but without sponsors we can't fund the broadcast. So we're just stuck in this, you know – wheel of, uh, yeah, not mm. really difficult trying to get things done. Yep. So, hence why, you know, it's so important that as many pe- I urge as many people as possible to keep just speaking positively about how great the league is because I want a corporate partner out there to hear about uh, the world-class WNBL and, and come on board and jump on and take the ride with us because, yeah, it's an amazing league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how annoyed were you? when AFL women's came rolling into town and most of the sports media acted like women's sports had just been invented? You can take a deep breath <laughs> and, and, and consi- deep consider breath. your response. Yeah. And, you know, look, I'll say probably what everyone out there that says, first of all, in regards to women's sport is about bloody time. Like, it's, it's mm. amazing that we're f- it feels like we're on the map now. Mm. Um, but in saying that, the WNBL has been going for 36 years. It's been so on the map for a long time. Yeah. We've been on the map for a long time. We probably have just maybe failed to tell our story as well as we should have. So, you know, missed some missed opportunities along the line there. So, for I'm, I'm thrilled for the AFLW. You know, I've got a 13-year-old daughter who's about to go and play footy for the first time uh, this year. So... I'm celebrating all the great achievements by all these leagues. I think the frustration for me has been the fact that basketball seems to be – the, the media seem to bash us up a little bit mm. and I, I, that's probably the frustrating thing for me is I don't understand where that, where that comes, comes from. It's, I don't think a sport should have to be broadcast to have credibility, mm. you know. Mm. So, so for the fact that, yeah, the media seem to – on us a little bit for the fact that we don't have broadcast or sponsorship. Well, mm. you know, it's by it's you know we're, we're trying our hardest in that area. So that's that probably has been frustrating that yeah AFLW's come in and yeah they've got broadcast and they take up all that space in the papers and mm. so I don't begrudge it at all. I'm so I'm you know I'm thrilled that females are at least in the paper now. You know we've we've struggled for space in the in that area for a long time. But, yeah, just I think the the negative tone of the media towards the WNBL, don't quite get where it's um, – why we're getting that uh, negative yeah. tone headed sort of our way. So, mm. and, you know, I mentioned it before, we don't, we don't have the big brother chipping in millions of dollars to – yeah. And, millions, and millions, millions and millions and millions and millions yes. and broadcasters going, hey, we'll show this for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, I, I, I so think yeah, absolutely no issue with AFLW itself. Like I said, I think it's fantastic that girls growing up now have have so much choice. Like it's it's really exciting. You know, I, I look back to when I was growing up and 
I loved footy. Like mm. I was the tomboy mm. at school and ran around and played footy and, you know, the boys at school wanted me to go and join the local footy club. Mum wouldn't let me because it just wasn't what girls did yeah. back, in the, back in the 80s. So, you know, it's awesome that they're, um, that they're doing so well. But, yeah, when I sit at a WNBL game last Saturday night and see the Flames score 111 points and, um, yeah, there's probably not those big scores hitting the uh, AFLW scoreboards right now. I probably get a little bit frustrated. I'd love someone to – love the media to get on board and tell our story because mm. it's an awesome one. How, how do you do that? Like, and I know it's the – uh, the you know billion dollar question. We've spoken to people from um, from baseball mm. in Australia and and um, from uh, soccer and a few other clubs where they've it's there's a lot of not even latent support. There's a lot of mm. support amongst the general public for basketball. People in Australia love it. And how how do you tap into that? I guess at a, an individual level, but then also to get that media to grab on to the, to the league. Have you got any sort of like insights as to, to what you guys might be able to, to do in the upcoming season? Yeah, you look, in, so, in, so far, in talking about those basketball fans, we know there's a lot of them out there. You know, mm. we talked before about the numbers at the grassroots level. That's probably an area that we need to start to do a better job in is connecting with those, you know, turning all those families that love basketball into fans at the elite level. Um, how we do that, I don't know. But, you know, we've got, we've got plenty of working groups talking through ways that we can, we can start to do a better job in that area. Mm. I think the boomers this year have shown that how that grassroots connection can mm. really boost your fan engagement and your crowd support. So, so that's the one thing. With the media, I, you know, I, I'm at a bit of a loss as to why, yeah, why we're sort of spoken about in the light that we are. Um, I, well, it's kind of yeah, just a – sorry, I'll, I'll jump in yeah, here. It's kind in, of it's just a cheap shot, isn't it? It's an easy, easy cheap shot to say, well, the WNBL is not on TV, so it can't be any good and I'm not going to bother, mm. you know, giving it any inches. Um, which is uh, but all, but it goes to some, it goes something to it goes to something that you said last week, AJ, mm. and it was about people being sports snobs. Like yeah. you know, they think that the American leagues in baseball and basketball are better than the Australian leagues so they don't bother supporting bother. the Australian leagues when it's the same game and it's, it's in your it's backyard. Kind of the attitude, particularly with AFLW coming now in the media and we've spoken about the media just, you know, were pigs at a trough about it basically. Mm. Um, everything was pushed out. Um, every other women's sport basically was pushed off, pushed off the table and everything was about AFLW. This is in Melbourne anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, – I don't know. You, I there's, think a, there's an elite quality league here with elite quality players who have done brilliant things in Australia and for national teams and at Olympics and in the WNBA and over in Europe. The Opals are one of the most successful Australian sporting teams ever. In history, yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> but you, you said that's my exact line. I say yeah. it all the time that, you know, you go back to that first medal at the 96 Olympics and – We've medalled at every Olympics since, bar, you know, the little mm. hiccup in Rio. So, yeah, it, yeah, I'm fascinated why the media don't find that an appealing story mm. yet, mm. you know, the um, – yeah, I, I scratch my head. I don't, I don't actually have the answer. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe there needs to be a generation of journalists, sports journalists, have daughters – 
who want to play yeah. basketball. So, you know, if Rowan Connolly and Jared Waitley <laughs> and Mark Robinson and Mark Stevens and mm. uh, all the other, if they had daughters who played basketball, then, you know, maybe that's how we, sort of, we, can, we can do it. It's, that's fairly long-term yeah. planning. It is long-term planning. Here, yeah, it is. But right. My kids, sorry, you're going to uni, you're doing journalism and you're going to yeah. pump up the WNBL. <laughs> that's it. Oh, look, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough Oh, no, the, the current journos, if their children now are playing, mm. then yeah. if they can go, oh, okay, there's, there's more than one sport. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? Look, I think you sort of – I was talking about it with um, Jared Potter at Basketball Victoria today, um, a journalist himself, and, yeah, we were having a chat about this exact same thing. And, you know, I think, think one thing, because there's sport – has just dramatically grown in size. Potentially there's a lot of journos out there who are really under the pump and, you know, are Mm. are trying to cover a whole different range of sports and potentially don't know a whole lot about what they're told they have to write about. So, I don't, you know, whether that's an issue as well and that, you know, back in the day, you know, I remember Grantley Bernard used to write in the Mm. Herald Sun Mm. and he was a basketball person and he wrote great stuff about basketball so, you know, let's use Herald Sun as an example. You know, who's the basketball writer at the Herald Sun now? You know, we don't have Grantley there anymore. Mm. So, you know, potentially the papers are just... They've yeah. got journos trying to cover a whole lot of different sports. Well, is there, uh, they're not an basketball, expert in necessarily yeah, Basketball specific journos, you could probably count on one hand. I guess there's, there's Roy Ward... Over at Fairfax. Yeah, so Roy Ward's doing an awesome job. Megan Husswaite, and I'm just yeah. talking Melbourne journos. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's Amanda Lollam in Sydney who does mm. an amazing job. Townsville, you know, their media support is extraordinary. You know, that's they're, right. They're John, John Tuxworth has gone Tuxworth up there from has gone over, that. that's yeah. correct. Uh, so, yeah. you know, their coverage is incredible. You know, I went and he was big on the Capitals when he worked at the Canberra Times as well. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, there are those, yeah, people putting some effort in. But, uh, you know, I think. And having spoken to Roy a little bit, and I don't think I'm saying anything that's, you know, on or off record, but, um, you know, those writers can write the stories, but, you know, the decision, I guess, whether it goes in the paper or not and the size Mm. and, you know, whether we get a photo, I think, comes down to an editorial decision, not... So there's, you know, there's plenty of journos like Roy and Megan and who are doing Mm. just an awesome job, but, you know, how much the size of their article that gets put in the paper is not their decision, unfortunately. And and it does... Particularly, and we, we speak from a, a Melbourne context here because that's where we're based. But you know, you you look at the the new netball league. Who who's the the biggest name in the new netball league? It's the Magpies. It's Collingwood. Hmm. Collingwood sells papers regardless of what sport it is. I, they the AFL women's team, Collingwood and Carlton, both got a team when maybe they weren't the best placed to get one, but. They're, they're the old rivals, so they'll, they've got the best opportunity to get in the paper. Maybe, I don't know. Like, oh, I, don't, <laughs> so, I don't like where this is going. No, 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 no. Just get one <laughs> of the teams to change their name. Like, you know, oh, we're, we're, the, we're the Collingwood uh, Dandenong Rangers now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Oh, look, and, you know, we, we do talk about those things, but it's difficult because it's like, oh, we're good enough, to, we're good yeah. enough on our own. Yeah. We don't need to leverage. I don't well, feel like we need yeah. to leverage off you know, the AFL or, mm. you know, try and reinvent the wheel. We're just, we're done well, yeah, with the way 30, we are. 36 yep. years of quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Australia's a longest running female league. So yeah. um, we've clearly been doing something right over the years. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, but, you know. So basically all those journos that listen to a sporting discussion, get out <laughs> yeah. there and badger your editors to, to get the, the league on the yeah. on the back page. Cover some quality. Yeah. Now, and, yeah, it's a shi- yeah, it's a shame that, 
you have to be broadcast to be considered mm. credible. Yep. Just yeah. yeah, frustrating. Right now, Sally, we've we've come through the frustrating part of the <laughs> of the podcast, and let's let's take it down a little bit more. People who go to an a WNBL game have a brilliant time. The crowds are big, they're raucous, they like to make a bit of noise. It's a great experience for the people there, particularly the kids, and you mentioned about the players who make a point of staying out to meet all the kids, take all the selfies and all of that sort of stuff. So there's a brilliant product there, there's a brilliant sport there. Let's say in five years' time when we swing back and have you back on episode 412 of a sporting discussion, (laughs) what's your perfect scenario for where the WNBL ends up? Yeah, so, look, perfect scenario for us is, you know, we've touched on those things that, you know, quality doesn't need to change. So, we've, we've got the quality. Um, broadcast, I guess, is the, the big one and, and the thing that, you know, the fans want the most and that gets talked about the most. So, yeah, I, I certainly hope that um, we can, yeah, get, get some corporate partners on board that appreciate and love the league and want to, you know, almost start at the beginning with this again and, you know, reinvent the wheel a little bit and help us, yeah, get back on TV. That's the big one. Um, sustainability of our clubs is huge as well. You know, we've we've got eight teams in the competition right now and, and we want to make sure that those teams can stay financially viable moving into the future. So that's a big one, working on that mm. and helping, you know, trying to figure out ways we can assist our clubs in drive revenue uh, is a really big one as well. So... We've been there for 36 years, so I'm pretty confident in four or five years we'll still be, yeah, we'll definitely still be going, but just it'd be great for, great for us to be appreciated for for the great league we are and and get those fans involved and engaged because we know the ones that are turning up each week are loving it. It's, yeah, tapping into that next level of, you know, the family that's deciding what to do on a Saturday afternoon and basketball being front of their mind is something that you know is a great family event not just for the basketball but for the whole you know for the whole event you're going to be entertained and I know I love you know tell a really quick story about I was a a Geelong supporter and I was I knew there was a reason why I liked it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and some of my best memories was I was in the Melcats as a kid so we used to go to mum used to drive us down to Geelong and we'd actually go into the social rooms this was the day when the players would come into the social rooms mm. after games and Billy Brownless would be there drinking his beer and <laughs> I reckon I've got his autograph 50 times in my autograph <laughs> book because you just, as a kid, you love meeting your heroes. Mm. And, you know, I used to – Billy would be like, here you go, Dale, can you hold my beer? And he'd sign my autograph book and it was so <laughs> exciting as a kid. You know, Mark Yates was my favourite player back then, the number 21, and I used to just pester him for an autograph <laughs> week in, week out. So, you know, I look back on those memories and that's what my children now do when we go to a WNBL game, Mm. that they get to know the players and they're up close and personal. And for a kid, it's awesome. And for me now as a mum, watching my kids, you know, engage with athletes like that is brilliant. 